All right, Haley, we're going to start the podcast. Okay. If anything goes wrong, jump in the same vat of acid I jump into. I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Oh, here we go. No! No! A vat of acid? Really? I'd like to see you come up with a, a better fake idea. vat of acid and fake bones on top of it. Who would do this? Who would do this, Scott? Rick and Morty would do it in the episode of Vat of Acid. So you know what that means. It's in the basket. Writer's bagel basket. Hey, Jessica, right? Um, yeah, hi, sorry. I thought you knew my name because we've interacted so many times, but maybe I was just being stupid. Sorry. Hi, I- I'm Jessica. That's me. Cool, Jessica. see you around. Yeah, I hope I see you around. Guess we'll see. I think I'm gonna like this thing. Lisa! Aw, oh, dang. I'm so excited! I'm so scared! Oh, no. Hey, would you mind putting that gun away? My wife doesn't care, but I'm a very timid fellow. You idiot. Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Curlin. So we go from music videos to Rick and Morty for Not Your Average Saturday Morning. Seems like a natural transition. Yes, yes. We go from Rock Candy to... Rick and Morty? (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself? Do I need an introduction? But you usually go, your wife. Yes, yes. It's your wife. Your wife. (laughs) You started it. I know. So so what did we do? We did Rick and Morty's Vat of Acid episode. Yes, because Rick and Morty takes all of the joy of Saturday morning cartoons back to the future and really gross, gross humor. Yep. So it's so weird. We did Clone High last year, and our Clone High this year is Rick and Morty. Well, I didn't do Clone High. No, Lil's did Clone High. Correct. Anyways, so let's give us the TV guy. I love how even like McCoy was fed up with that explanation. He was just like, oh, I'm going to lay down. Give us the TV guide rule for a vat of acid. So this is a very Morty centric episode where we have like a classic adventure, except it starts out with Rick coming up with an idea that Morty right away disapproves of. Morty tries to use this opportunity to force his own invention down Rick's throat. I didn't mean for that to sound quite so dirty. (laughs) This is longer than a paragraph. Continue. (laughs) But so uh, Rick creates um, the monkey's paw of an invention and Morty pays the price. Yeah. Over and over and over again. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this has some of the best lines. This is my favorite episode of Rick and Morty. For the longest time, it was Anatomy Park. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if... I I really love... Your favorite is Rick Shank Redemption. Yeah. I, I, I love that episode. Yeah. This one's mine. This has some of the best... It's e- really good. Like, also, it's definitely in my top three. Also, the fact that they ran... They only had, for a 22-minute episode, they only had, like... 16 minutes done Mm -hmm. so they told the director you can do whatever you want for the remaining five and a half minutes and he did that all silent montage yeah that is half the movie alive and half the movie disney pixar's up (laughs) yeah which is my favorite part of this entire episode it's the carl and ellie romance smashed together with a uh uh yeah cannibalism what was it the rugby team that gets stuck in the andes I thought it was a Brazilian soccer team. No, it was rugby. Okay. It was rugby. All I know is that Ethan Hawke was the captain of the rugby team in the movie. Oh. Yeah. Like, so, but is it like the real story where they wait till someone has died and then they eat them? The last time I saw the movie Alive was like years ago and it was... Coming up next! (laughs) Alive! Starring Ethan Hawke. And... and (laughs) My my therapist Scott, what's the blockbuster rule? <laughs> my therapist at the time thought it'd be a good idea for me to to watch it when I was like eleven years a old. A therapist recommended you watch I, 
a cannibalism movie. Because I was afraid wow. of flying. Because I was afraid of flying. And so, wait. I didn't ever go back to that therapist. Wait, why? It's a real life story of a crash in the Andes with cannibalism. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing his thinking was that if I see it, I'll be like, hey, that's it, not It could so- be worse? Yeah. <laughs> yes, but that really happened. I, I'm not disputing you. But it's true. For shame. It, it was. Where did he get his degree? Dumpsters are us? I don't know. Is he like Ted Bundy where he's working at the suicide hotline? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, that, that was garbage therapy 101. Yeah, I'd say so. And then from there, I went to children's group therapy. <laughs> Oh, did they bring out a scary puppet? No, per chance? no, no, no. That that was later. <laughs> that came later. That came later. No, th- this group therapy. None of the kids wanted to be there, but the was guy, the puppet Freddy Krueger. No, but was he like I'm going to come for your souls. The therapist had N64, so all of the kids talked for ten minutes and then got to play N64. Progress. And I was like, hey, aren't we here for therapy? <laughs> uh, maybe I should watch a live. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, this episode is great because Rick is in the first five minutes and then the last two. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, very Morty-centric episode. Yes. But his DNA is throughout the entire episode. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And is this so... Is this the first time we see Morty? I mean, we see Morty get exasperated with Rick from time to time, but I feel like this was the start of Morty like really taking note of Rick's flaws and standing yeah. up for himself. Yeah, I mean, the like, way the way he always, addresses it, it the line is like horrible, but also it's kind of funny. What line? the f*** is wrong with you? Just admit it was a shitty idea. Having a grandson? A fat of fake acid? Are you dying of dementia? How are you talking to me like this? When did you get so cocky? Tonight! Tonight, Rick! The night I saw you because fail! Because you ruined it! It was pre-ruined! Oh, was it worse than when I was a pickle? Oh, oh, that's right. You weren't there for that. Horrible. Horrible line. Oh, but it's so great. <laughs> Mwah, chef's kiss. But yeah, I also love the fact that, that Morty, you know... Try to get it his way, starts like negging him, and he goes, It's not called negging. It's yeah, before, re- well, before you were doing what was called negging, it before was, insults, yeah. yeah, it was called reverse psychology, and it wasn't invented by insults, it was invented by Bugs, Bugs Bunny. Bunny. <laughs> Is that why they're in Space that, Jam? Yeah, what? Is that why they're in Space Jam and New Legacy? Because of that line? No, because aren't they a, a, a Warner Brothers property? They are so minimal, Warner Brothers. It's, <laughs> They're like on the fringe. It, it's like considering, even though this is true, it's like considering South Park part of the Paramount showcase. Okay. Like, like it's true, but... They it, just sprinkled that in there for like, because they know people are going to react to it. It was like, you know, it's just putting in every goddamn reference they can. But also, this is a very... Like, you can tell when episodes are very... Heavily influenced by Justin Roiland and very heavily influenced by Dan Harmon. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely a Dan Harmon episode. V- yeah. Very Dan Harmon. Especially yeah. the fact, because the episode opens up. I thought that the episode, I thought like all 22 minutes of it was going to be them just like. in the Trapped in the acid? Yeah, because he's done that on Community. He's done that before. Yeah. So, and I. Like there was always an episode of both and if live things action. Get too weird, you blame it on a gas leak, and then. <laughs> well, but with with animated shows, like they need to save money on anim- on the animation budget. Yeah, that's so, true. So usually they'll do like an episode that's like a flashback episode. So this would, if it was just the two of them listening, they could easily do that and save money. So I thought this is genius. The first five minutes, like, mm. is them in the asset listening to the story, and then. Yeah. That have been painless. 
saw that pause before the bones floated up. That had to be five seconds of unparalleled torture. I, I can't get my head around it. I, I thought I'd seen this galaxy at its darkest. This is, this is gonna take a while to feel normal. We're pretty good listeners, boss. Drinks are on us if you want to talk it out. Thanks, but what happened? It happened here. I don't want to lose a moment. Take your time, boss. We'll stay here as long as you want. Absolutely. I got nowhere to be. Then it gets weird. It gets very weird. Because I love that... So... What? No, go on. Uh, I love that the device, first off, it it looks like an air conditioning, like, remote control. (laughs) And he gives it... So, well, let's... Little preface here. So, yeah, Morty gets fed up with Rick, and he's like, "This this is the worst idea you've ever had. And, you know, you're losing your edge. And what about my ideas? Like, you always say my ideas are bad, but you never go through the process of even trying them. And so... They call back two episodes previous with the dragon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so... Was that previous? Yeah, it was two episodes. Oh, okay. But... Which was a weird episode. That was like uh, this se- not okay, my favorite. Se- season four is the weirdest season. Yeah, I I find it funny. We just got done with season five. It just ended, mm-hmm. and the one thing for the last three years is that everyone ha- was demanding that Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon answer the question whether or not in your favorite episode, Rick Shank Redemption, that memory was real or fake, and then right. and then they answered it. Spoilers if you haven't watched. Yeah, it just came out, so this is this is a very Heavy spoiler here. Yeah, so if you... Fresh from the oven! If you haven't watched that episode of Rick and Morty, stop listening now. Don't get mad at me. But it turns out that the memory that he had in season three is real. Right. But there have been, like, theories online about that. But as soon as they address that, the biggest thing on the internet the last this last week is, how could you do that? How could you give us the thing that we wanted? Mm-hmm. Everyone is ripping Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland apart for giving them... Because everybody, like, this is the problem. This is the dark side to the internet and, like, like film theories and TV theories and all that. There are always going to be people who are smart as the writers, if not smarter. I mean, there was a person who came up with a picture-perfect ending to How I Met Your Mother. And somehow the writers couldn't think of that. But... Likewise, you know, the like, it's still just as good when the writers do it occasionally. But every, I, I feel like these theorists, yeah, these theorists secretly want to be outdone. Well, they don't want their ideas to come to fruition because they want something deeper to talk about. But also knowing Dan Harmon, he's like, fine, we'll give them what they want, and when they're pissed off, then we'll go back to being weird. Yeah. Because he'll be like, well, we tried it your way, so shut the fuck up. Yeah. I mean, Should I yeah. tag Dan Rick- Harmon in this? <laughs> Rick and Morty is very, very meta in that way. They they acknowledge their audience's desires, however menial or stupid also, or, or good. Also, the, the whole idea of this episode, a vat of acid, is because in the 80s and early 90s, like every action movie took place in a factory that manufactured acid. And I guess Dan Harmon's like, was this a thing? So I guess mm. we, we have to address this because Batman... What happened to our acid economy? <laughs> Batman, The Shadow, uh, uh, Darkman, like all of, the, all of these comic book movies, I guess vats of acid just grow on trees. Yeah, it's, it's just oh, that trope you see. Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah terrifying by the way absolutely the dip speaking of roger rabbit this week leading up to the premiere uh the season finale adult swim released the live action rick and morty commercials oh i showed you some of them i don't recall you you don't remember who was live action rick no christopher lloyd i don't think you should no you you showed me that they had been created you didn't actually show me that i showed you the image so did they come out or not? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, it, it's Christopher Lloyd and Jaden Martell from It, okay. which is perfect casting. Originally, they were going to make him older, and it was going to mm. be Daniel Radcliffe as Morty. Mm. But- so, um, so yeah, Rick or Morty 
reveals the idea that he's had for a while, which is apparently like like in video games, you have a save point and you can go back to it. And that like so he <laughs> and has, that pisses Rick off because a Futurama already did it, and B it yeah. messes with the one thing that he doesn't like. Consequences. No time travel. Oh, time travel. Remember, he said, "I don't respect time travel." Oh, if yeah. Ant-Man and no, the Wasp, sorry. I thought, yeah. <laughs> if Ant-Man and the Wasp can do it, I don't want to do it. Right. But also the fact that if Rick was going to time travel, he would do it to save his wife. Like, <laughs> I wonder she, why that is. Why doesn't he time travel? Because there's always consequences with time travel. Chances oh, are- yeah. So he's yeah he's bypassing that rule. Yeah. With everything. Um, I mean, because if you see what he's turned into this season, like young Rick was a combination of Ryan Gosling from Blade Runner 2049 and Deckard from the original Blade Runner. Mm, down yeah. to the jacket and everything. Yeah. Um, the thing, granted, I know it's a cartoon. You know, we, we can, you know. This is the just, most depressing cartoon on TV. Here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know this is a bit of a nitpick, but Rick just throws Morty the remote and doesn't tell him which button is which. <laughs> like, maybe it's written on it and we're just supposed well, to assume usually it. Blue or green normally means go and, I'm, yeah, and I'm red sure. means stop. But, so. but it's just like, knowing Morty, he'd get it wrong. <laughs> okay, so that goes into And like- he does. But I mean, Jerry gets it wrong. I mean, that goes into my favorite joke, like the fact that they go through this entire month. Well, later when he when he puts it in his back pocket and he keeps hitting yeah. it, you know. Well, that's because he's getting maced. Mm. But yeah, the, the fact that like Rick has, you know, kind of, I would say the fact that Rick is doing this as a teaching tool to teach him a lesson. And, yeah, yeah. So, Over something well, so trivial. In Rick's, yeah, in in Rick's mind, it's not trivial because in my mind, you know, there's the phrase "keep it simple, stupid," mm-hmm. and I feel like as as smart as you are, everybody's got that one like simple, elegant solution to a problem. Rick's is just a vat of acid. Rick's is a Rick's keep it simple, stupid is a vat of acid, and it is. It's still freaking smart. It's still like an easy out. I also love how he's like, it's not a, it's not a pool filled with jacuzzi. <laughs> what what does he say? It's not a, it's not a jacuzzi filled with uh, Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, which still pretty acidic based on some experiments I've seen. So you're saying that it should have killed Marty. <laughs> also, I was thinking like the whole time, this season and season five. When Jessica is like, oh, yeah, we're just going to be friends and it's time for Morty to move on. Why didn't they introduce this girl mm. that, that we see? And then I realized, oh, because she's in another dimension. Yeah. Because <laughs> when when I heard that Allison Brie was going to be on this season, I thought... You she, assumed it was, I, I, yeah. Because it looks like Allison Brie. I didn't think she was going to be Planetina. Yeah. Murder of worlds. Murder of worlds. <laughs> I th- I think like this Morty being like so in love with unnamed girl, and and Morty being destroyed by Planetina. Like yeah. his reactions for both of them are my favorite Morty reactions. Yeah. Can we talk uh, though before we get into the the up sequence where we've been calling it? Yes. The montage of what he decides to do with the save point remote. Yeah. Also, the fact that it's... He jumps over a manhole. Who can Before we get there, the song is In the Way That You Use It by Eric Clapton, who... Not bad song. No. Horrible human being. This is is a particular case where it being on the nose just adds to the hilarity. But also, Eric Clapton, great songwriter for this one song. Horrible human being. Just have to get that out there. Is he a horrible human being? Yeah. So he's not a good human being. Is that what you're saying? Yes. He's not even a mildly annoying human being? He stole George Harrison's wife. There it is. 
Not just that, but there's other things that he did. There's other things. Yeah. There's a list. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of lists. So we, yeah, we cut to Morty trying to jump over a manhole, nearly falling to his death and becoming another Pixar movie. Yeah. Not just that. He also goes outside Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons for some reason and and dumps a man out of his wheelchair. Yeah. It, it runs the gamut from him doing nice things to doing crazy things to doing... He goes like, into an alien orgy. Yeah. And we just watched the orgy episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Yep. And I'm and, like, oh, this is interesting. But also, the, okay, so the one that drives me crazy... Yeah. There are two that make me crazy that he's wasting it on. Cheese balls. The the Utz cheese balls is one of them. Mm-hmm. The other one, they're both food-based. The other one is the ice cream. Right. Because... For a fact, unless this is like a one sample per person, there are plenty of ice cream places that will let you try every flavor. It's mm. that tiny little spoon. It's not like you're taking a, the yeah. ice cream scoop and you're testing it and be like, <laughs> I just had an entire scoop of ice cream. This didn't work for me. Let's there, try something there else. There are people who do this in real life without a save point. Right. Like sometimes it's for the sake of another person's convenience. Other times it's just for his own and that was an instance where it was for the other person's con- convenience. Can I but tell you a story? Can I just say real quick which two annoyed me the most? Okay. Manhole and... Um, Diving board. What? Diving board. Um, no. Uh, oh, goodness. See, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, the video game. The video. Because the video games have save points. That's where he got the idea. I know it's what's supposed to be infuriating about it, but... Okay, so this is going to drive you crazy. Yep. I know someone mm. who I went to high school with mm. who would literally do the free sample thing, try mm. every flavor, and then he would be like, no, what, I'm not going to get anything. See? And walk- Real life. Right there. It exists. And would walk away. And this is... You know the ice cream place that I'm talking about. It's in my hometown. Yep. It has my favorite ice cream. Mm-hmm. After, after school, before theater, he would go and try the, the, the flavors on those tiny spoons and not get anything. And I would feel guilty that I would always end up getting two milkshakes. you can only do that once. He did it every time. No. Yeah. Why didn't they there have this picture special, on the wall? There's a special spot in hell for that person. Yes, there is. But yes. I ended up feeling so bad that I always ended up getting a cone of a waffle cone of ice cream mm-hmm. and a milkshake because I felt so bad. Interesting reaction to that. I I would feel because bad. it's not your fault. But you I, don't have to take it upon yourself to correct someone's asshole behavior. But I was with him. Oh, see that? Okay. Like, well, like we were all standing there with. Well, then. Like guilty by association. Well, yeah, but did you turn to the guy and be like, "Dude, no"? I literally would say every time, "Okay, schmageggy." (laughs) I don't want to actually put this person on blast, but (laughs) I would say, "Are you actually going to order order ice cream this time, or are you going to be a dick?" And he's like, "No, I just want to try the flavors. I'm I'm going to order it this time. I swear to God." Lies, filthy lies. He swore on his mother's life. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to hell. Yeah, he's going to hell. (laughs) He's like, I swear on my mother's life. I'm like, you must hate your mom. (laughs) He pulled a Morty. Mm. Drove me fucking crazy. At least Morty had the excuse that he believed that he was going to, you know, he was erasing the previous past. But yeah, that drove me absolutely bonkers. Mm. And the cheese balls, too. Because, like... It didn't erase the the cheese balls like when it when it cut back to him. Yep, yep. Those cheese balls were still the same number of cheese balls. I can feel you shaking it with just, anger. It's just you're on the opposite end of the couch, and I can feel it. It's like an earthquake. So upsetting. <laughs> so annoying. Right, but it's yeah. To to the show's credit, it's supposed to be annoying. We're supposed to be infuriated because everybody. Thinks like, what would I do with that power? What would what would be the first thing I would do, Scott? <laughs> I don't know. 
I mean, we, we've we seen this movie before. It's called About Time. He doesn't have a device. Right. And he doesn't have a save point in particular. I mean, we already did that on this podcast right. two years ago. Right, of course. But I'm just saying, like, that, like, you can take from examples from that movie. Yeah. I mean, um, I, honestly, that I don't think there's anything that I would want to yeah do again because the message of that movie too is like it's good things it's a good thing to have consequences and it's also you know you should live every day like you could live it again yeah and but here of course that's not the case and if you were to i'd say if you were to ask teenage Haley what she would do with it oh i'd abuse the shit out of it oh all day every day um yeah <laughs> well, uh, now as a married man with a family and <laughs> and a house, nothing. I I think okay, you know, high you, school me, Morty age. Yeah. If anytime you know, I would ask someone out and get a no. Yeah. I'd probably go back and be like, I'm not going to relive that and just not do it. Yeah. Also, maybe I would try to be more cool like he was with Jessica. Right. Like, okay, so we can't judge Morty too harshly because we're both basically saying that, that we're going to be little assholes. High school us. Yeah, high school us. I but have what, what I need is, now. So. Um, also, about time, that takes place over the course of like 13 years. So. Mm, yeah, and he uses it specifically to find love. And his save point is when he has a kid, he can't go back. Right. That, that is your save point. Right. Yeah, I think honestly, as an adult, like my, like the re, like any impetus you would have for using it would be an extremely boring one. Like if I forgot to pay a bill on time, like just boop, yeah, go back, right. But he does it for ridiculous things. Also, the cheese balls thing is too much. That's too much. The ice cream is too much. Yeah. Um, but what about heroin, Keith? Oh my God. I was going to say before then, the only food thing that made sense was when he ordered bread and butter at the restaurant and everyone else ordered lobster. I don't know. Bread and butter sounds really good. <laughs> but yeah. Heroin, I love them carbs. Heroin Keith, played by Alan Tudyk. You're living too fast, Morty. I don't pay for your friendship, Heroin Keith. Damn. Yep. Oh, man, Morty, I don't know. I don't pay for your friendship. <laughs> I don't pay for your friendship, heroin, Keith. Yeah. Just, he Grand Thefts autos it. Because That's he, how you know he's Rick's grandson. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. But the, the fact is, everything Morty does is just what a 14-year-old would do. Right. Literally. he. Th- this is also kind of part of the problem I have with the movie Big, because... Yeah. He's acting like a thir- 13-year-old trapped in the body of an adult. Where in this, he's a 14-year-old acting like a 14-year-old trapped in a video game. Mm. Like, oh, I don't really. And now everyone's like, what? I'm going to get tweets now saying, what's your problem with Big? Fuck you. <laughs> there's have, several problems with Big. There's a reason Several why, felonies. There's a reason why we did 13 going on 30 on this podcast mm. and not Big. Because right. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of all the Tom Hanks movies, not covering that one. Yep. But he... he but what about Splash? Yeah, Splash is fine. <laughs> what about Turner and Hooch? No, the dog dies. I know. And now in the new TV series, apparently he dies too. Tom Hanks' character. Okay. Like, the the show opens... I up- don't care. Okay. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it. I just saw the trailer. It's like, yeah, Dad died. He left you this dog. Mm, great. But yeah, the, the fact that, like, Morty is acting like he's in a video game is kind of just ridiculous. Because also the remote shouldn't be it's a remote. It's supposed to be ridiculous. Yeah, That's I know. the whole purpose of this episode. I think the thing that always gets stuck in my brain is what is he doing inside that alien? Mm. How is that? It's like the spa episode. But that's not an orgy. No. No. But no. it's just He's maybe lit- that creature's enjoying it too. <laughs> I think... Yeah, but for for Morty, is it like a David Carradine thing? Is it like 
No. We'll never know. I don't want to speculate. <laughs> Why wasn't he dressed like Superman? We don't need to make a show theory about that. No. But yeah, the, the fact that the Morty, like, this all leads to him finding the love of his life. Right. But also what he is doing before that is he's getting kicked out of a strip club. Mm-hmm. And then he meets... I guess we're going to call her Ellie because... <laughs> Ladies, if you ever meet a man outside of a strip club, think again. <laughs> Even if there's a grocery store right there, maybe think twice. That's how you end up in a basement. Yeah. At the bottom of a well. Right. With a man over you with a tiny little dog. Yep. But... Then this leads to the greatest five minutes of the entire show, which mm-hmm. to think that this wasn't even in the original draft mm. of the script. Yeah. This was literally, they said, do whatever you want in these five minutes. rubbed his hands together and was like, oh boy, here I go again. I just picture him like cracking his knuckles yep. like a hacker and like the Italian job. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Because this sequence is like so sad and so beautiful and it, The so music sweet. is like pitch perfect in terms of like Pixar. Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely up. It's, yeah, it's it's. It, I mean, da, 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 yeah. da. we know it's supposed to be up, but I mean, like they they nailed it, the pacing, everything. So her yeah. twirling. Yeah. So we we meet mystery girl. Um, we see the chronicling of their relationship, where he like, you know, boy meets girl, boy falls in love with girl, boy meets girl's parents. They have their tiff. He makes it up to her by. Taking her on a trip to see okay, the what fourteen-year-old has has money to buy a plane? The ticket? kind that has a remote that can allow him to go back. But yeah, that, that's when like Rick would have to get involved again because he could be like, "Hey, Rick, can I take her to another dimension, or can I use the portal to go?" Which I refuse to believe. We all know how this ends. We know that he. He doesn't use the remote because his save point is right before he met her. I refuse to believe that. That Rick wouldn't just go in there and pull him out? No, I refuse to believe that over the course of their relationship, he hasn't used that save point again. Yeah. Or he hasn't created a new one. That's ridiculous. Well, maybe it's the whole about time thing where he's trying to live in the moment. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure that's the case, but I just, you know... But then it leads to like the, the there's fun. a text that you regretted when you, you said something shitty to the parents. I guarantee you, right? But it, yeah, so they're seeing the northern lights, and then we see oh no, there's something on the wing of the plane. Oh, it's on fire! <laughs> We're going down. Okay, so this this led me to a question that n- neither you or I had an answer for, and. Uh-huh. You were kind of grasping at straws to to make a reason for this. Why go did, on? I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just saying that where the fuck did those parkers come from? Where where did the the <laughs> those giant winter coats come from? The up above in the upper cat. Like, there like, is no way that they had all of that stuff. How? They could have found it's we debris. We it's debris. We don't know where they were traveling to. They could yeah. have been traveling to the Bahamas. They yeah. could- so the plane pulls the Titanic and breaks in half. And- That's literally what the plane in Alive did. It, yeah, that, that real life. Right. That plane that happened. broke in half. I should have d- done some brushing up on the actual live the the real life rugby team it, before it, this episode. It's but not I chose not to. <laughs> like literally, that scene that makes you cringe in this episode. Yeah. Was the entire movie. 
They all. No, yeah, but from my understanding, the real life rugby team stuck in the Indies. It was a dire situation, but it wasn't nearly as, you know, it wasn't like full on Darner party. Right. No. Which anyone who doesn't know the real life story of the Donner Party, it is so much. <laughs> like, picture the worst thing and then double it. <laughs> Triple it, it. You're being led through the, the Oregon Trail <laughs> by the mayor from Jaws. Is literally, yep. Yeah, that's literally. Yep. Uh, last podcast on the left does an excellent series on it. I cannot yeah, recommend they, it they enough. Yeah, but they turned that I guy listen- into Richard Dreyfuss. Yeah. Can you believe it? <laughs> I have listened to it so many times. It is so good. Yeah. Such a good I always, series. I always quote one line from that. I do need to listen. <laughs> I do need to read that book, The Indifferent Stars Above. We do We do have a card game called Donner Dinner Party. Yeah, I know. We need, well, you yep. know. We haven't played it yet, but. We need to get our vaccinated friends together and play it. <laughs> but but the, the fact is, Morty then goes on, like, how does he know where the rest of the plan is? He pulls out a map that has where their stuff is and where the rest of the plan is. How does he know? Eh? And you have a general I- idea, I guess, but, you know. And you want to talk about the thing that drives you crazy? Well, so before I get like, into that, Haley so, literally cringes every time she sees this. I do. Um, <laughs> the animation is so disgusting. Um, but yeah, so we see like you know them trying, like struggling to survive, and then they come across a dead a dead body, body and they and eat yum, it. Yum yum yum. <laughs> what we do is ha- is we take Captain <laughs> Captain Reynolds, and then we just yum 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 into our tummy, and he gives us sustenance. And this is exactly what happened with the Donner Party. It wasn't that, you know, they, like, killed people and ate them, you know. It's not like the movie Ravenous. No. You start off with the dead, and then you work your way up from there. Have you ever seen the movie Ravenous? No. I don't watch movies, really, about cannibalism. Well, it's it's basically, like, the Donner Party. Mm. But... They do it like as soon as you become a cannibal, you turn into a vampire. <laughs> like that, ah, that's like you go feral. Yeah, yeah. That's what the movie. That's is. a theory that's out there. It's the craziest cast. It's um, Guy Pierce and David Arquette for some reason. Okay, well, um, but yeah, so they're they're attempting to eat a person. And it does Marty not go well. He's trying to kill himself. He literally pulls out a knife and he's like, "Well, we can make this fresher." If that's your complaint, oh, going. Back, I'm sorry. This is a plane crash. Did I did we, I forget to pack my air fryer? Going back when, what led to them going on the trip? Their little fight. Imagine getting into a fight with Morty because we know how he yells. Yeah, just hearing that voice in an argument with someone, I don't think she would be able to take him seriously or take him back. <laughs> no, you just get the hell out. Just leave. Um, so Morty makes the decision that he's going to find the other half of the plane because that's where his phone, phone is. is and also the remote, the remote. And, um, and then he chooses the phone. Yeah. Big mistake. And this is where, of course, we get the animation that grosses me out where his he, finger is literally <laughs> peeling his, off. Oh, God. He presses the buttons and the skin gets stuck to the frozen phone and it pulls ah gross see so let me ask you this if you're in a plane crash do you want to be the person that stays behind and waits for the person to get help or do you want to be the person getting help i don't i know my answer honestly with my luck Probably the plane would like split in half and I would get sucked into the propeller with my luck. But the, I, pr- the plane is already down. I'm saying that as it's going down, I would get Oh, okay. I would get sucked out. No, and then- but the, <laughs> yes, but let's say you do survive and the plane crash. Are you the person that waits or are you the person that goes? Should I stay or should I go? I don't I think that I would have to stay because I think I'd be able to keep the rest of the people calm. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I I, I need so 
Well, you're tall also. Like, I'm so... <laughs> I'm tall! Like, like imagine... So I'm going to me- gu- bound but- across the uh, the snow drifts like some wild Haley, you're, you're snow almost, rabbits. You're almost six feet tall. Like, I am like five, six. I would... I'd be walking and I would just start getting shorter and shorter as I go through the snow and my legs would just stop moving because all of a sudden, oh shit, I'm trapped in a snow embankment. I I mean, <laughs> I would probably be compelled to go because one, waiting, like if that Donner Party series taught me anything, it's waiting in the snow is a painful, boring like, I mean, aside from dying of hunger, dying of boredom is extremely painful. And um, and having no purpose makes you die faster. So I think, like, knowing that my, my family and friends or, you know, whoever is depending upon me to get that, you know, to yeah, get but help. Knowing that you're trying to save me, I think, would keep me alive. You better. <laughs> No, if we were in that situation, I'd, I'd put you, uh, you know... On on your back like I'm Yoda? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Create like a, a, an Iditarod situation, except I'm the one pulling the sled. Um, Do I give you a sugar cube or... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, yeah, having that purpose and that drive would keep me alive. And also... Again, you don't want to. I don't want to die of boredom. I'm sorry, but would you? I don't want to wait. But would you be able to, as your fingers start to peel off, would you be able to keep hitting nine one one? Considering they'd probably be super numb, and I'd my hand would have long given in to frostbite by then. You know, it's it's also interesting because they there's this thing called paradoxical undressing where you reach a certain stage in hypothermia where all the blood rushes to your core and instead of, you know, trying like trying to get warmer like you would you're trying you're, to strip naked. You're right? trying to strip naked and like you're pulling all your clothes off and it's like a it's a <laughs> I'm a wood nymph from <laughs> Midsummer's Night Dream. Yeah. Here I am You in just the feel woods. super hot and by then, more than likely, you're going to die. Yeah, if that's the case, I'm probably, like, walking through the snow being like, I'm too sexy for my <laughs> shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. And at the stage Morty was at, he would have long reached the paradoxical undressing stage. See, I want to hit the stage where, like, the adrenaline kicks in, and I'm, like, Sonic the Hedgehogging it through the snow, like, ah, running so fast. <laughs> Like, basically, I'm like Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction where I have the adrenaline going through my body. I would take, like, a segment of the plane and when I am when I don't feel like walking, just slide my way down the middle. Wee! Wee! Yeah, I, w- I would take my EpiPens and I would take one for one leg and one for the other and jab them in and be like, here we go! <laughs> Wee! <laughs> You just hear the sonic music playing. Hey, knuckles, tails. Here we go. But yeah, so all of a sudden they're rescued and Jerry screws everything up. Yep. So that yeah, they they make it to the hospital. Um and yep. Uh, they Jerry celebrate, it up. everything's good, and then Jerry, of course, just the mistakes ti- it for the TV the remote. The timing of the music coming back in is just <laughs> chef's kiss perfect. Yeah. And when he goes to back to Rick, and he's like, oh, you know... Yeah, after getting maced in the face because he tries to so, you know, convince the girl, like, oh, no, I know so, you. How's it going? You know, it was fun, Rick. Real fun. You know, I, I definitely sowed those oats, but... I think you invented a little lesson for me along the way. Living without consequences is great, but then I started wondering, what am I living for? What am I building? If I'm always looking back, I'm never looking ahead. And then it hit me. We are who we are because of consequences. You can't live without consequences, you know? You feel me? He says, I've sowed those wild oats. Basically, yeah. I've learned that consequences are important. But you know that for the longest time, I did not know that the term sowing wild oats had a sexual connotation to it. 
The, Did I know that? Yeah, this is like the whole pipe dream. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I literally, as a kid, I didn't know that sowing wild oats Did meant I that. explain the pipe dream thing on the podcast? I don't think so. Okay, so for the longest time, I might have already explained this, but if I haven't, cliff notes. I always thought that pipe dream was a dream that you achieved after a long A light journey. at the end of the tunnel. Literally a light at the end of the tunnel. Like the pipe is the journey. But <laughs> apparently I've been offending a lot of people because pipe dream is a dream that ends badly. Like, or it's never, it's never, it's never, it's never realized. Happen. It's yes, empty. It's, it dream, your dream ends in shit. You're That's, literally throwing a dream down a drain. Is I, yeah, I didn't. So why don't you tell I them how gonna, you figured out what a pipe dream means? I said that your dream of owning a movie theater was a pipe dream in front of people who all looked horrified. <laughs> they <laughs> like, think they looking th- at you like, are you okay, yeah, sir? Yeah, they think that like they must have thought that we have like this Edward Albee style, like, you're never gonna own that movie theater. I'll show you. When in reality I was saying, like, yes, eventually you will achieve that. Yeah, you'll get your archive theater, you'll have your yes. archive movie house. But, it's still a journey, you're but on to your these way. to these other people, <laughs> you're this this horrible so- shrew. I literally I was like Your dreams are dumb. Like, like, I was looking at their faces like, what? What's wrong? They're like, you're... I was saying, because I thought it was synonymous with the light at the end of the tunnel. No. Because a pipe is a tunnel. A, pu- a pipe is a hollow shaft that you throw stuff down to die. I and like, I guess it depends. So Haley in the car ride home is letting out that, that squeal you just heard. I didn't know. And she's like feeling terrible. I felt so bad. Because I'm thinking of all the people who said, like, oh, that's a nice pipe dream. Oh, sweet, sweet Haley. Sweet, sweet Haley. (laughs) If I have lost your friendship because of this, I apologize. So I, in that regard, had always thought that the term sowing wild oats just means you're you're sewing together your dreams and you're like just doing the stuff like checking it off of a bucket list like you're just trying to like you're doing work yeah like you're, you're achieving a farmer trying to farm like you're... no more like you have a bucket list and you're trying that's to that's what i mean you're checking things off your list is that your bucket list that you're a farmer who just wants to farm that's a I horrible sowing your oats like you're a farmer. But I didn't know that it had like a sexual a connotation. Of, like you're doing a lot of hard work to achieve a goal. So Again, a pipe dream. <laughs> so when I was living in Scotland and performing in a play, I came back and everyone's like, oh, yeah, that must have been great. I was like, yeah, I'm just, I was just sowing some wild oats. Not, <laughs> not realizing what it meant. <laughs> so all of these people thought I had an eat, pray, you love. You your way across Scotland. <laughs> My dad's like, yeah, Scott we got up to, to some... take you to the doctor? <laughs> Scott got up to some really freaky shit at Stonehenge. <laughs> the aliens came down, and then we had what Morty did. You hear those cries on the moors? That's Scott sowing his wild oats. I didn't know. <laughs> now you know how I feel. So, so then that has more meaning... When when Morty's like, I sowed those wild oats, and we literally saw him in an alien orgy. Mm. Did he, I don't even recall him saying, I sowed my wild oats. He said, I, sow, I sowed those oats. Yeah, okay. You need to have consequences. Yeah. And then after he said that, Rick goes, oh, there were consequences. I love that. I love that. I also Just, love that he's drinking a Capri Sun. You can literally hear the door slamming shut. <laughs> like, oh, oh, there were consequences. There were definitely consequences. <laughs> That's right, you little bitch. It's the prestige. You prestige yourself. How many did I you kill? You tell me, Morty. Every time you reset to smell Jessica's hair, every time you relived a satisfying fart. That's how many Mortys you've incinerated, you greedy little chunky. Oh, God. Even those times when I... Especially those times. It's over, Morty. Feel this. Take this in. This is God. And he, it's as, the fact that he's drinking a Capri Sun while he does it. Mm, That's what gets me. Yeah. Now I want a Capri Sun. 
Yeah. Childhood. <laughs> you want to struggle with st- st- you know, jamming that straw in that very tiny hole? <laughs> Damn it. But yeah. Uh, Not supposed to be sexual, but always sexual. Rick's reaction and him saying, well, I could have explained it to you, but no, you wanted to... Yeah, you wanted to go have fun. I gave you the option of telling you how it works. And as soon as he said that in the beginning, like, I can tell you how it works, or, oh, no, you want to go have fun. I'm like, oh, he's setting him up. Mm, yes. Well, we all knew that. Like, that's that's Rick's MO. So the way he explains it, it it's basically like editing. He takes from one parallel universe and gives to another. Yeah, so Morty basically kills a Morty in that prestige Morty (laughs) you prestige yourself we had to go back a few times and I had to explain don't say a few times don't say a few times okay it was like you know twice no we we had to rewind it I understood the prestige aspect of it I understood that he had killed uh like I understood that aspect of it in its entirety it's when the universe is combined that I that that I, I was still like, don't well, understand those... because Morty was literally shot a few times. So he merges all of those universes together. So it's just Morty who did those things, right? And that particular Morty, that is, yeah. And um, all those other Mortys get to live. Yeah, I guess they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. So, and then of course, all the consequences catch up to him. The monkey's paw. Finally clenches it around his throat. And the whole thing. And he's left with one choice. The vat vat of acid. acid. Which it's like the perfect like punchline. I love love how Morty even says like, is this because of the vat of acid? Rick's like, no, no. Wait, just you (laughs) fucking wait. Kiss the acid. Yeah. The acid is the, the vat of acid is good. Say the vat of acid is good. I love the vat of acid. Kiss the vat of acid. But I also love the fact that like everyone has a soliloquy for the death of of, of Morty. Of Morty. And then you know, of course, the girl he's in love with. I guess I don't know. She shows up. Shows up. Maybe to. Stop him. Well, to stop him, but I also think because somewhere deep down inside of her, maybe she realizes that there was something there. I don't know. No, it's because the. He, oh, he, yes. Never mind. Those it all happened. Co- yes, it all happened. Okay. Which I'm surprised it didn't occur to him then and there as well. But. But it, once again, you find out afterwards, um, after <laughs> the police officer dips in his ladle and gets split in half. With the yeah. And then you have the other cop who... It's amazing how bad at using laser guns Morty, Morty is. is terrible at using laser guns. There's this thing called a safety. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I love the police officer who's like, I'm impervious to acid. Yep, kiss my ass. And I love how the first thing Rick's like, he clearly had other stuff going on. Yep. There's always that person in a Rick and Morty episode. Half the time, it's Jerry. But the the thing that is so great is he's like, oh, man, this was the perfect universe. And I love that the icing on the cake for him was the fact that Rocky Road ice cream had peanut butter and not marshmallows. Which, when that was uttered, Scott was like, sacrilege! Yeah, my favorite ice cream flavor is chocolate marshmallow. I can see, like, honestly, Rocky Road with peanut butter sounds a lot better to me, but that's just, you know. But they have that. They they have that flavor. Oh, do they? And why is it not in our freezer, Scott? I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not an ice cream scientist. <laughs> I'm just a man who used the term no, so wild oats are... wrongly. Like, yeah, man. If Rocky Road had peanut butter swirls, that would be sowing my wild oats. Aren't we a happy couple? Maybe I will get Rocky Road. That's a nice pipe dream. But you're never going to open that theater. You're never going to sow your wild oats. But yeah, so then the the episode ends with the tag at the end where Johnny Carson is still alive because you find out in this universe. Yep, 9-11 never happened. Johnny Carson's still alive. Rocky Road ice cream, blah, blah, blah. Welcome this guy. Let's 
do this shit. Now you're uh, you're sure about this? Eat my. I did not know that ass was on the menu. Don't steal my moment. Do it. Uh, okay, then without further ado, drop him. Oh yeah. The the fact that Johnny Johnny Carson would have been like a hundred years old mm. still doing that show. Oh, we're missing a very important line. What? I was just having fun. So was Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Which I take a little issue with. Okay. Because Jeffrey Dahmer did not have fun. Don't get me wrong. He was a like he did horrific things. He's a terrible, we terrible here at writer's human Bagel being. Basket do not condone no, the behavior but of I'm, Jeffrey Dahmer. But going back to last podcast on the left, they explore the psyche of Jeffrey Dahmer in detail in that he was a very, very lonely, lonely person. And he uh you know He didn't have fun. <laughs> he didn't have fun. Yeah, so as we're watching Haley goes, that should be Ted Bundy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that should be, uh, oh, no, um, BTK. Okay. BTK had all the fun. Too much fun. They all had too much fun. But Serial killers. Yeah. They're monsters. Yes. But, yeah, so then going to the, the tag, mm-hmm. hey, Johnny Carson's still alive in this world, and the voice of Johnny Carson in this is Maurice LaMarche, is mm-hmm. the brain from Pinky and the Brain. Pinky and the Brain, Brain, Brain. But I, I just love how... Dan Harmon is in this episode three times. Mm-hmm. He is the police officer at the end who is acid proof. And he is the, the mobster at the beginning, the alien mobster at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And he never changes his voice. Right. Hey, it's a living. He only changes his voice for two characters on this show. Bird person. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Nimbus. Oh, yes. And Wait. He- <laughs> oh, Dan Harmon does. Yeah. 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 Okay. Very good. Richard, another. (laughs) But yeah, I just, I love the fact that to end it, they don't cut back to Rick or Morty. It's the guy in the acid and he's literally. Because he had other stuff going on. He he thinks he's impervious and he dies. I love how he's actually wearing a swimsuit that says impervious to acid. Also, the look on his face when he realizes they should be like, oh. I guess he's not. Let's pull him up. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is Rick and Morty. Bitch. (laughs) So, how many bagels did you give this episode? Oh, God. Um, I mean... I think this is a perfect dozen. I really do. Yeah. It hits all the beats. It's such a well-crafted episode. Even the montage is not wasted at all. Yeah. Both montages. Everything, There's literally a montage within a montage. Yeah, everything serves a purpose. Everything. And the thing that always gets me in this episode is when Morty is about to kill himself on the mountain and then he flashes back and it does yeah. her twirling and him opening the door for her. And that kills me every time. I I like the two messages of, you know, you have to, like, it's important to, like, live with the consequences, but more so I like the message of keep it simple, stupid, and that no matter how smart you are, sometimes an easy out is an easy out, and you should take it. Oh, and I just realized we did the bat dance for one of the music videos, and there literally is vats of acid because of Batman 89, and there's vats of acid all in this one. What is your vat of acid? What do you mean? What's your easy out? Oh, Jesus. Um, I use the dogs as an excuse yeah, a lot. Yeah, I was about to say the dogs. Which, to be fair, it, you know, we do, I mean, we're dog parents. Yeah. But, but it's, you know, hey, it's like, hey, we got to get back to the dogs. Oh, you know, we've been away from the dogs too long. It's been like a half hour. <laughs> Everybody does it. So thank you for doing this, sweetie. You're welcome. So next week to end uh, Not Your Average Saturday Morning, because as you know, as I announced a few weeks ago, uh, we're doing three episodes a month instead of four, because three is fine. Four is a lot. Three is enough. So Are you doing two TVs episodes in one movie or...? 
mm, whatever people pick. Okay, so fair it, enough. It's usually one TV show, and people always like doing the movie better. Yeah. So we're doing The Phantom next week for Not Your Average Saturday Morning. Christopher Brown will be back, and you can watch that on. I don't know. Find it yourself. What am I, a cop? No, I know for a fact that, unfortunately, it's on the Paramount Plus TV app, but I'm pretty sure it's on Vudu. So you can watch that with us. Uh, Sweetie, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. Until next time, I'm Scott Carlin. Bye. Bye.